Hello, and welcome to Travel Along. I'm your host, Laura Lisensky, and in this episode, we're going to experience a traditional Zapotec ceremony. Think Spiritual Sweat Lodge. This was an incredible experience. It was hard. It was good. Can't wait to share with you all the things I learned about the spiritual world of the Zapotecs, about these wonderful people willing to share their culture with me, and to take you along on this journey of mine. So come along with me to a Te Mezcal ceremony in Oaxaca, Mexico. So, a Temascal ceremony. This is something that I had read about before my trip, so it was on my radar, but it was not really something, well, it actually definitely was not something that I was planning on doing on my trip. At one point, I was planning on going to a little town called San Jose del Pacifico. This is if you are taking the bus from Oaxaca to the coast to the southern coast of Mexico, that it would be a good overnight stopover, or for a few days. I had originally planned to spend a night there, but I had to shorten my trip at the last minute and cut it out. It's a tiny mountain town. It looks just gorgeous. Not a lot to do there besides hike. There are a lot of like yoga retreats there. But what this town is super famous for is magic mushrooms. They're used by the indigenous people in ceremonies, and so they are pretty much legal there. It's basically, you aren't allowed to take them from there, but it's a pretty common thing to do in San Jose del Pacifico. I heard some stories, and they can be pretty strong. So if you're planning on using them there, just be careful and also respect the local culture. They're seen as a spiritual tool, not as entertainment. Anyway, it wasn't until I met some people and we started talking about this ceremony and we got a good recommendation that we ended out setting it up for the next day. And I'm very glad I did. It was not a small thing. It was a big experience. It was hard physically and emotionally, and amazing. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me tell you the story. So I'm on this adventure with a few new friends from my hostel. There's Michael from New York slash LA, Dennis from Germany, and Yanni from Slovakia. And our Zapotec guide's name was Jessica. Mi nombre es Jessica. Jessica. Tu nombre? Laura. Laura? Dennis. Dennis? Laura, Dennis? We went to this place that was recommended to us, which I will also definitely recommend, called Casa Las Mascaras, House of the Masks. 
Now, this is a Zapotec tradition. Zapotecs are the local indigenous people in Oaxaca. And this ceremony, at least aspects of it, can be traced back to many Mesoamerican cultures, including the Aztecs. It was really interesting hearing how Jessica got involved in this work. She's a Zapotec woman who discovered Casa Las Mascaras when she did a class there to learn how to paint traditional masks. She got her interest peaked and she did a two-month training on the ceremony to become a guide there. She told us how much she loves her job because she gets to share her culture and meet people from all around the world. And having done it, it's such an intimate ceremony. I can see it would be really rewarding to guide people through it. So I asked some more questions about the ceremony and its significance in the Zapotec culture. So these answers come from Jorge Luis Sirigo at Casa Las Mascaras. And they're read and translated by Luis Reyes and Jason Keller. El Temazcal ha estado presente en la cultura de muchos pueblos del mundo, ya que es una forma de comprender que nuestro origen como seres humanos... The Temazcal ceremony has been present in the cultures of many parts of the world as a way of understanding that our origins consist of the elements earth, fire, water, and wind whom we credit as superior life-giving forces. We bring together humanity's spiritual need to understand its origins and its fate in a type of sweat lodge called Temazcal. From 500 to 700 years before Christ, physical evidence exists of Zapotec ceremonies in the archaeological zone of Lambitieco, one of the first Zapotec cities. The Zapotec population distinguishes itself as unique by having accepted and declared itself as Binitza, as children that come from the clouds. Our economic, social, and cultural situation is governed by the divine. To interact with the natural and supernatural worlds, we Zapotecs have diverse magical rituals that highlight the use of powerful plants and the four elements within the Temazcal. So for the logistics, it was really easy Everything was arranged by them. We decided we were going to do this the night before and texted them, and it was all good. We paid 1,100 pesos each. This is $60. And we went with the option that included a massage at the end, too. So a taxi picked us up and brought us about 20 minutes out of town. Soon we were weaving up the side of the hill outside Oaxaca, on these tiny, tiny dirt roads. It was already getting hot early in the morning. Dogs taking shelter in the shade of the little houses. So we got there. First they took us into this room that had some cool murals of some animals that the Zapotec people attribute special qualities to. La lechosa Ave de la noche es protector at night, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Protector at night, the owl. Okay. Yeah. Y eh, águila representa the soul, the sunny, sunny, yeah. sunny. Eh, mariposa. Ah, es mariposa mi, es para flores. Ajá, sí. Mariposa es eh, mi mamá, 
mi papá, que ya no vive, que ya no tiene un cuerpo físico, están eh, en otro mundo. Vale. Other, we did the ceremony in our swimsuit, so we got ready. Then they took us out to this little mud brick structure where we would be doing the ceremony. So before we went in, we were cleansed using smoke. I want to clean your energy, your soul, your mind, your energy, okay? Y ustedes take out the sadness, okay? Todo. Angry. You're stuck in translation. Oh, it's translating between my second and third language of 34. ¿Conocen el copal? No. Copal? Uh huh. Copal. Copal. This stuff is called copal. Resina de un árbol. Árbol sagrado para nosotros. Yo limpio tus pasos, pero sobre todo tus miedos. Que cualquier enemigo que quiera vencerte salga ahora. Que salga lo que no sirve para tu vida. Así es, así es, así es. Ahora, ahora sí, elijan una flauta. Por favor. So we all chose a flute that we would be using. Inside in the ceremony as well. That was just our first try. We got way better at it. La música es del alma. The soul music. And then it was time to go in and start the ceremony. I was pretty nervous. I didn't know what to expect, but I knew enough to know that I thought it might be kind of hard for me. I tend to get in my head in situations kind of like this. So as I walked in, my first thought was, oh my gosh, I'm in trouble. It is hot. I'm not really a sauna person. I enjoy hot weather, but why would you? Yeah, I just, so I was a little nervous. It was very, very humid. I could hardly see through the steam. They use partly water from the stream outside. It's they chose this location because there's a special mineral stream there um, that was red 
But they only use a little, she said, or it would irritate our skin if they used too much of that. So they mix it with other water. So I tried to just relax into it, just let it overcome me. And soon that was not an intentional choice. I was overcome. Hot drips of water were coming down from the ceiling. As I started to sweat, soon my own body was dripping just as much, and there was no identifying where the wet air ended and my soaking wet body began. After a little while, we drank some tea. It has something like green tea, at least three kinds of herbs, at least two of them were local to the area, and I didn't know a translation for There was mezcal in it too, a little hair of the dog for me in this case, and this tea was scalding hot. So there's hot inside, there's hot outside, it's hot. My senses were, at first I was going to say muddled, but they really weren't muddled, they were enhanced. Everything was very present and intense. After a while... Jessica started to cleanse us one by one. So one by one, she called to us. We would stand up and come next to her. She took a bundle. She had a bundle of sticks uh, of rosemary and would dip it in water. She would wipe us with the herb, sometimes smack us with it, talking about cleansing our bodies and our souls, banishing fear, being ourselves, We repeated these mantras after her. Sometimes she asked us to yell. I remember yelling, Laura, Ven, a few times. As we did this, the other people would play the flutes. So we had some kind of like hand flutes. Uh, They were all shaped like different animals, had, you know, like four to six holes in them. We were all clearly pretty shy about the flutes at first but by the time we were in there a while I found myself really riffing with this flute thing um I really was feeling it by the end I kind of like in a trance doing kind of monotonous tone in the calm moments and then when Jessica got more intense and the moments were more intense we I'd be like doing trills half the time I don't even know what I was doing I was really feeling it and I think, I think that happened to most of us. At one point, I remember I had to lean my whole body weight back on her. She was hitting my chest, saying powerful words. And I was at such an angle that I just had to resign myself to being held up by her. The whole process was just very raw and exposed. I consider myself a pretty open person who's willing to be vulnerable this was kind of hard for me. I didn't know any of these other people. I had to let go in a way that I'm not used to. After each of our turns, we sat down and Jessica came to us, looking at us intently in the eyes and told us all different things. There was a lot about power, fuerza, and not being afraid and taking what you need. which is a message I think I often need to hear. At one point that felt really personal, she 
told me to take all my sadness and to write it down and to read it and cry and to burn it. I had been going through a pretty intense breakup, so it it felt interesting to me that I was the only one she gave these very specific instructions to. And it sounded like a good idea. So I went through so many phases with the heat. It was most intense when we first went in. In the middle, I was hardly noticing it. And towards the end, I was getting overwhelmed with the heat again. I do not know how Dennis continued to translate the whole time. His Spanish was the best, so he was doing most of it. I was helping when I could, but my mind quickly became mush as soon as we went in, and I was grateful that he was able to pull this off the whole time. At one point, Jessica dumped a real cold bucket of water on each of our heads. It was, I think there was chocolate in the mud too. We were each given, one at a time, given a calabash containing this mixture. And she asked us to speak out loud what we want. I said I wanted love and I also wanted to be happy by myself. It was also interesting because Danny and Yanni are a couple, so they were both asked what they want and what they want for the other. We spread the mud all over our bodies. We washed our hair with this herbal soap. Yanni and Danny were asked to wash each other. And then to uh, wash off all the mud and soap, we stood by the door, oh, which was lovely, a little breeze coming in. And Jessica threw buckets of water at us. I mean, like, threw buckets of water at us with a lot of force. Really an impressive and humorous amount of force. It was a little painful. We sat down again for some more meaningful words. And by the way, in the in-between moments of these kind of intense, spiritual, loud, forceful, powerful moments, uh, we were kind of just having a casual conversation and ask each, asking each other questions, learning about each other's culture, having a nice conversation, just getting to know each other better. So parts of this were really serious and the whole thing was very intense. Um, But I was also like getting closer to these people and growing more comfortable with it as it went on too. So at this point, Jessica was giving each one of us some aspects of the earth that we represented. So I was the wind, Michael was the sun, Yana was the water, Danny was the earth. And for each one of us, she explained what that means for us and how we have they were all about these dualities. As the wind, I can destroy things, but I can also bring things. I can breathe in and I can breathe out. There's positive and negative, and we should use both. We had another round of tea. Oh my gosh, we must have been in there forever. It felt like forever. In reality, I don't know, maybe an hour? Felt like my whole life at this point. So finally, it was time to come out. I never thought I would walk out into the midday sun in Oaxaca and think it felt cold. But I felt good. I was incredibly relaxed. I felt purified. They say you're reborn, and I did feel a little like that. I truly did feel like both my body and my soul had been cleansed. And by the way, I am 
not a super spiritual person, but I just decided to go into this experience open-minded and had a pretty intense and wonderful experience. I'd say as long as you're willing to be all in for the experience, that anyone could get a lot out of this. I felt incredibly grateful to Jessica for sharing such an amazing part of her culture with us. And I'm impressed with her badassery as she does this three times a day. I went into this kind of knowing what I was getting myself into, but having no idea what it would actually feel like. And I'm so glad I had the chance to open myself up to this experience. I am taking not only the memory of it with me, but the mantras about my own strength that I felt with my whole body. It was as if the physical memory of those words were imprinted into my body. And that's such an incredible gift to take back home with me. And then we got a massage and I experienced cupping for the first time, which was interesting. So all in all, an amazing day. Creo que ya llegó su taxi. Sí, llegó su taxi. Pero les deseo que estén muy felices en Oaxaca. So we can go to the taxi now, but the deseo. Y todo bien? Sí. Contentos? Sí. Muy bien. So I had a few more questions for Jorge. As this ceremony obviously has very deep cultural roots, I was curious how modern-day Zapotecs experience this ritual. Es el medio de comunicación entre lo supramundo, mundo e inframundo. It's the method of communication between the overworld, the world, and the underworld. Zapotec gods and goddesses of the overworld and underworld grant physical, mental, and spiritual health to those who seek it through the Temazcal ritual. I also wondered how this particular place has adapted, if at all, the ceremony to appeal to tourists. In rural territories, there continues to be a deep respect for these curative practices. In the cities, they are practiced with more of a focus on tourism, wherein lies the importance of showing the world with dignity and respect what our ancestors left behind for us. At Casa Las Mascaras, the practice of these rituals is with an adherence to ancestral knowledge. Our vision is that we look after human beings without defining them as locals or as tourists. We always treat the sicknesses of the body, mind, and soul by using our knowledge of the natural environment together with respect to those who come to us for a mystical experience, and as such our ceremonies are traditional. 
So I am just so grateful that I stumbled upon this experience and that all of these wonderful people were willing to share their culture with me. I grew, I learned. It was an excellent experience. And I definitely recommend Casa Las Mascaras if you're in Oaxaca. Or doing a Temescal ceremony if you ever have the opportunity. So if you appreciate what I'm trying to do here in Travel Along, I could use your help. Please give me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check out my Patreon page. For just $2 a month, you can be a supporter. But I've got all kinds of resources there. I would love for you to check out photos, maps, and I'd love to hear from you. So soon after this adventure, I hopped on an overnight bus and headed down to the southern coast of Oaxaca State. I stayed in a tiny town just outside Puerto Escondido, worked with an incredible organization called Vive Mar, and got to help with their amazing work around conservation and particularly sea turtles. I learned so much. I had an incredible time, and I can't wait to share that with you next. The listener question from Joshua Fackrell. Hi, Laura. When I travel, I'm never very confident that I'm getting the best exchange rate. Do you have a go-to way to make sure you get the best deal when you exchange money internationally? Oh my gosh, I remember the days when I was in the Peace Corps in Benin, West Africa, where you just had to go to a guy on the street armed with your knowledge of the most up-to-date exchange rate and your best haggling skills and see what you could get. But it's a very unusual place where you would have to do that anymore. In my opinion, the best way to get a good exchange rate is to just get money out of an ATM. If you have a card that will reimburse you for your ATM fees, it's fantastic. You have to get pretty far off the beaten track anymore for there not to be an ATM, although that certainly exists. So when you go to smaller places, it's good to find out. In fact, Zipalite, which is on the Oaxacan coast, and we'll be talking about that, is one of those places. But if you can go to ATMs from time to time, then you also don't have to carry as much cash, which is great. Also, I've found that some hotels will charge you less if you're willing to pay with cash, so that's always a plus. Another good thing to do is to find out if your credit card gives you a foreign exchange fee, because a lot of them don't. Capital One and Discover don't. If you have any kind of travel credit card, it probably doesn't either. If there is a fee, it can get expensive, but if there isn't, you're going to get a good exchange rate. So I use my credit card when it's possible and make my cash last a little bit longer this way. You can also order local currency from your bank ahead of time, but I've heard that rate isn't often as good as just getting it out of an ATM or using your credit card. The worst possible option is to use those kiosks at the airport. They're convenient. I'll use them at the end of a trip, like if I have just a little bit of leftover cash that I don't want to bring home. 
but you're not going to get a good exchange rate. They're a good last resort if you can't get the airport ATM to work when you arrive. That's happened to me for sure. So I just try to keep some U.S. dollars on me in cash that I can exchange if I have no other option. But I'd say ATMs are your best bet. So if any other listeners out there want to send me a question, you can send it to me through Instagram or to travelalongpodcast at gmail.com. You can type it or send me an audio clip.